Good Monday morning, guys. My name is Jerry Miller, and this is Real Talk with Keith Smith on the I Love Seville Network. It's presented by Yes Realty Partners and Keller Williams Alliance, a show where anything goes, real estate, life, the pursuit of happiness, live on every social platform. You, the viewer and listener, are welcomed to chime in and change the course, alter the course, adjust the course, massage the course, pivot the course of the conversation. Keith Smith will adapt. We're chameleon-esque. Judah Wickhauer studio camera. Let's go to the Captain Chameleon himself, the distinguished gentleman, a brother from another mother, a gentleman that I enjoyed uh, a party with on Saturday. Yeah. The Erpy family wedding, the event of the month of May in 2023. The season. Yeah. The, the wedding season. <laughs> the wedding season. It was the event. It was the event. That was, that was a lot of fun. I was, I was, as I was in the green room, it I was, was awesome. thinking... Uh, you know, of, of how many hours we spend together. There's only a couple of times we've ever went out socially, so I enjoyed the heck out of it, and we should do it, we should do it more often. Uh, I knew I was in trouble as far as dancing goes with Mrs. Smith. They started off with the Blue Danube, Danube which is a waltz, which my wife is Viennese. She loves it. She loves it, so I got my hand grabbed and went up there. I'm glad. And then they went from that... To staying alive at the Bee Gees, oh. which my wife's a huge disco fan. So let's put it that way. I was not allowed off the dance floor um, until dancing was done. But we had a lot of fun. It was, uh, Glenmore did a great job. Oh, hats off, Hats off yeah. to them. They, oh. That was a great setup. And the church service mass was, was a lot of fun. Enjoyed the heck out of it. And thank you for the Erpies for inviting us. We... Uh, we, we got to enjoy their family. Um, the Antonio Banderas of finance is off the market. Alex Erpe, he was married on Saturday. Yours truly was there. Keith Yona there. Judah Wickow were there. Fantastic extravaganza with a traditional service at St. Thomas Aquinas, followed by a reception and a shindig of memorable proportions. Epic. It was filled. Epic. Epic proportion. It was filled with love and laughter and memories, and it was just special. And, we and got a little bit of vino, maybe. We got to spend some time together, which was great. My friend, days on market. Yeah. Where do you want to begin? As yeah, we so create potential, some content here, Judah Wickhauer. Oh, great, thanks. You got this. You're a pro. You're a pro. Well, I just, you know, we, we, we've been talking about a lot of different things for a while, and we were, for the longest time, we were on days on market, days on market, days on market. That's kind of the metrics I like to use to kind of give the track of the market. And, and I just kind of wanted to put into a little perspective how things have been changing over the years. So uh, before the show and my pre-production meeting, I ran a couple of quick numbers. Uh, I like to use Lake Monticello. It's, it's my back door, of course. Uh, but it's also mathematically easier. There's similar homes, 4,000 4, homes over there. But year to date, there's been 107 closings sold. Days on market, five. And 345 is the medium sales price. Last year was 88 was sold, so there's, there's actually more sold this year. Days on market was less, which is four. But you're going to ask me, hey, Keith, when was the last time it was over 60? Hey, Keith, when was, when was the last time the days on market were over 60? That's amazing that you should ask me that, Jerry. It was between 2015 and 2016. 2015 was 77 days. 77 days, two and a half months. Two and a half months. So we are now at five. Five days on market, car two, footprint. Two, two thousand, no, 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 this is Lake Monticello. Oh, Lake Monticello, sorry. sorry. Uh, and they probably Yeah, will. very similar. They'll probably track, yeah. but to me it's just a lot easier. Oh, for sure. 
2015. But you might also ask me, how was it 10 years ago? How Keith? was it 10 years ago, I'm Keith? so glad you asked me that question. That's what I'm here for. That is amazing, Jerry. I, I, you know, I, when I go away for two weeks, I don't know what you're going to do. I know. I'd be at a loss without you. <laughs> My compass, my north star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do not call me. So, uh, 166 days. I wouldn't call you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 166 days? 166 days. So, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, now we were just coming out of COVID, well, COVID. We were just coming out of a time of great unpleasantness, right? 2013. 2013. 60, 166 days. There was 17 sales. So, that's from January 1 to today, 17 sales. We're 107 sales. This is closing for the same period. You want to take a gamble on what the price point was in 10 years ago? 10 years ago, Lake Monticello, buck 90. Mm-mm. Lower? 166. And now? 345. Did you hear that? You're saying it's 2x? 2x. So it's 2x. Jerry might say, so what was happening just before COVID? What was happening just before COVID, <laughs> Keith? It's like we have fantastic chemistry. <laughs> it's amazing. So the question is, when do you, what year do you want to call just before COVID? 19? I'd say just before COVID was 19. 19. You ready? Yeah, 2019. Eight. I'd say that was the last normal year of real estate in Central Virginia, maybe the country. What was 2019? Well, that's what I wanted to talk about today. What is normal? 2019 was normal, right? Viewers and listeners, was 2019 the last normal year of real estate? That's before the pricing bonanza happened. But finish your thought. What was 2019 Lake Monticello? You might be right. So the reason I wanted to kind of have this discussion with you about days on market is to find out what what normal days on market is, right? So 2019, we had 80 sold. So it's it's a little off, but, but not a whole bunch. 29 days. 209, so we're like $140,000 plus or minus. My math isn't that shot up on that. Uh, so, so you gained roughly 135, 140 grand. Since 2019. Since 2019. You hear that, Judah? 29 days on market. But 18, by the way, was 31. So it's pretty darn close. So 18, 19, that's what we were talking about in our pre production. I think 18, 19 was kind of like the pre pandemic. But you know, we're, we're just literally nowhere near these kind of days. And I was reading an article, um, and I think I sent it to you guys. You did. Um, Yahoo News. Yeah, well, I've, there, there was another one. But in the Yahoo News, you know, and it's interesting, you know, everybody expected this interest rate hike to slow the market down. We have clients, first-time homebuyers, that are like, oh, my God, you know, Everybody said prices were going to drop 20%, yada, 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 everybody other than us. And that never happened. And we're now at five days on market, 345 at Lake Monticello, but 107 sold. That's, that's a big number. That's in, a huge number. In five months versus, you know, two thousand. even if you want to call 2018, that was 80, 2000, excuse me, 83 19 was, was, was 80. So, so between 18, 19, and 20, this is the reason why I wanted to kind of take a look at what was normal. So we were awfully close in volume. We were 85 and 20, 80 and 19, and, and 18, so it was 83. So that's kind of like the normal turnover. And if you take a look at the DOMs, the DOMs were 28, 29, and 31. 28 and 20, 28 days and 20, 2020, 
What's up, Nicholas Erpy? Hey, Nicholas, thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, we gave you props this thank morning, you. Nicholas. It was a fantastic time, dude. You. Your family's beautiful, Nicholas. It was really, it was really great to see, particularly the Bay Ridge family. I, I got to sneak in and and talk a little bit uh, Yankee. With Here's a great stat for Nicholas, the finance guy. Lake Monticello, Nicholas, in 2019. The median value for a home in Lake Monticello, which is the largest neighborhood in Central Virginia, forty-three hundred homes or so. In two thousand nineteen, the median value in Lake Monticello was what? Two hundred nine. Two hundred nine. In twenty twenty-three, the median value is what? Three forty-five. So it's gone from two hundred nine to three forty-five. Two hundred nine to three forty-five from two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty-three. This question just got put on the feed. This is from Thomas. Thomas Kelsey watching the program, and he says, what has contributed to such a massive spike in values at Lake Monticello? That kind of spike, it essentially jumped 50%, more than 50%, really. Yeah, depends on, yeah. yeah. 2020 was was 227 uh, value, and 2018 is 215, but yeah, it's jumped. Look, he says that kind of spike in such a short period of time is cause for concern. Yes. What's yeah. contributing to that kind of spike? You yes. Want to know. It's a lot of value. It's a lot of factors. Yes and maybe no yes, right? So <clears throat> part of what got me thinking about this was the, the article that I sent about, um, about uh, equity or that folks have, appreciation that folks are having, a value increase in value. So the, the, there are such a percentage of folks right now that have over 50% have paid off 50% of their home or they have 50% value in it on that end of it. Look, the spike is, the spike is, the bottom line is there's just no inventory and people are going to buy. But I think what really gets, gets me going here is that, you know, we're, we're roughly in the low 80s number of sales in 2020, 19, and 18, and we're now up to 107. By the way, last year was 88, so we jumped up... 20, literally 20 units, not quite 20 units. Um, yeah, I think 20 units. Here's roughly. what happened. Here's what happened, Thomas. In 2019 to 2020, 23, a four-year period of time, why we saw such a spike in values is because interest rates improved affordability or they made yeah, affordability but, more possible. But really has it, though, Jerry? That's the point I'm trying to get it at. It did so. for a short period of time. For a short period of time from 2020 2021, even into part of 2022. I don't think interest rates mattered. It called it caused a gold rush, a house rush. But it didn't. It it, it didn't. It didn't though, Jerry. The if I have 107 units that have sold in Lake Monticello for 345 from the beginning of this year to now, we're definitely in the six percent range. The same time period last year, which had some of the three percent in it, we didn't we didn't really do our doubling around to March or April. So about 50% of that time um, was at 3%, right? Yeah. Am I, am I right? Yes. Yep. You're right. So there was 88 sold. So there was less units sold. And the price was, it was 314. So we're up, uh, let's round it up for Smith math to 315. So there's $30,000 price increase just in one year. Let me ask you this question. In 2019. And oh, by the way, Days on market is pretty flat. In 2019, how many total units in 2019 were sold at Lake Monticello? 
Well, I only did the quarter. I'd have to go. Oh, you only did Q1? I just No, I did year to date. Year to date. Okay, year okay. Date. So year, year to date. date. So you this have the data from Jan 1 to May 15. Jan, year, year to date. 20, year to 2019 date. year to date, Jan 1 to May 15. How many total units at Lake Monticello sold? 2019. 2019. 80. Okay. So roughly 27 more units sold. Okay, 80. How many total units sold year to date in 2022? 88. So eight more? So roughly the same amount. So you're talking about 10% more. So then you can make a legitimate argument. Days on, Keith days is on. saying that the interest rate l- literally didn't matter. That's what he's saying. I, we said that. We've been saying that for a while. I've been saying that for a while. I don't think it mattered. And I think... Then what's the spike? Why the spike in values here? Because we have more buyers than ever? That's exactly what Because COVID is. Is, is making people come here? By, no, it's just... Th- th- I think there was... And if you actually, I, I didn't bring it with me, but I took a look at month over month over month over month at Lake Monticello since about November. And there's this, and we talk about there was this clear decline in, va- in number of transactions and even flat on value. But this beginning of the spring market has gone up. And this is kind of something we've been talking about for a while. I think we are now back in a normal, whatever the hell that means, a normal uh, cyclical uh, of of real estate. I think you're going to see sales and inventory increase a little bit, but then I think you're going to see a little bit flat on the summer, then come back up in, in the spring. But my God, the interest rates didn't impact it at all. There you go. It's actually hurt it. And we've been talking about that for a while because the some of the people in there that, that are at that 3% are not selling because they're at 3%, right? But, you know, clearly... It has an impact, and and I was really wanted to track where the DOMs are because we haven't done that in a long time. And if we're calling 2019 and 18 kind of a normal period, we were hovering around 28 to 31. Just call it 30, just an average 30 days on market. We're not even freaking close to that. So we're not even back to a normal absorption rate as homes are coming on the market. They're just going off on a quick thing. So I've been cautioned. I've been counseled. By whom? Oh. Yona? Of course. Okay. (laughs) You know, we need to talk about the positive stuff, not so much the negative stuff, right? I appreciate that, Yona. Yeah. Respect, Yona. Yeah. So, you know, uh, what I look at this is, is a positive thing that folks are still selling houses. So that means 107 people had to put their houses on the market or families and 107 had to buy. So that tells me the market's moving. There's homes going on the market. There's homes coming off the market. They're, come, they're doing it in a short period of time. The numbers are up there, right? Um, but, you know, it's just think about it, what it was in 2000 and two, the, the worst year was two, that I went back was 2013, which was 160, 60, it was only 17 units sold. People don't remember that, but that was, that was pretty brutal. That was a brutal market, right? You had, people weren't putting their houses on the market because they had no equity, right? They had no equity. People weren't buying them. And they were on the market for 166 days. Interesting. It was on the market for 166 days, and the medium days on market, a medium sales price was 166. Who knew? Mathematical genius. Keith, you were, the coffee's kicking in today, pal. Yeah, yeah. What's well, a little extra? I, I like a, it. I got a cold. So That's good. A little, little extra, a little extra in it. It's good. So, how do you characterize this market? Bill McChesney, we'll get to your comments here. 
Um, we're going to get to Jennifer's comment here in a matter of moments. Nicholas said he loved seeing everybody at the wedding. Yeah, it was great. It was an absolute joy, Nicholas. Yeah, your, yeah. your family's gorgeous, yeah. beautiful, <clears throat> welcoming, yeah. just hospitable. I mean, everything I expected and more from your family. It was just a true pleasure getting to know your family. And giving Mrs. Erpy a hug was just the best, man. It was the absolute best. You just what, have beautiful family. Just, just like the perfect hugger. Just, just. Oh, she's great. I mean, I just. Every, and I got, the, I got the old Italian kiss on both See, sides. Of the seeing seat. Alex and his beautiful bride dance that first dance, I loved it. Oh, you, should, you know, uh, I the, loved it. The, 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 the rest of the. Um, the uh, dancing thing was a lot of fun. I don't, do not think that they came off the dance floor. I know Mrs. Smith didn't come off the dance floor. Yona loves dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> Honey, I need a break. This is from Bill. He's got a question for you, Keith, specifically. And, Bill, I appreciate you watching this program and um, offering perspective and, and really supporting the content that we do. Thank you. Um, and, and anyone watching this talk show, if you'd like to offer persqu- uh, perspective or case studies or questions for case Keith. Case studies, we love them. Put him in the feed. He's been in the real estate business for 37 years. Fantastically talented realtor. Bill, the mayor of McIntyre. Keith, is there a bubble burst coming that will leave newer buyers underwater? No, absolutely not. I don't think so either. No, no. Um, There's way too many buyers in this no, area. No, no, no. So I, I, um, I don't know if Judah has time to do this, um, but there was a... Um, and this is a sizzle reel here, J-Dubs. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so, so there... There is, look at you just writing it down, Smith screws it up. <laughs> Let Smith screw it up. Yeah, so hold on a second here, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and give me, give me a minute to go ahead and look at this, because I want to make sure I quote these numbers right on this stuff. So hang on one second, folks, give me, give me, a, give me a minute. All righty, seven, so this is according to Realtor.com. Homeowners today estimated that they have a significant amount of equity. 74% of homeowners right now have at least $100,000 worth of equity. 20% of them, this is nationwide, of course, 20% of them have at least 300000 And the problem with the bubble back in time of great unpleasantness, those numbers were flipped, completely, completely flipped. But if you take a look at it, if you bought a home, um, some, you can do the math in your head a lot faster than I can. But if you bought a home five years ago, let's say 2018, you bought it at Lake Monticello at 215. It's now worth 345. That's what 130 thousand dollars, roughly. Nice chunk. So you're above the 74 percent. Yeah. And that you are in the 20. You're in the 20 percent, or somewhere in between that. So that's the difference. The difference is, is all this equity that people have in their home. Plus, plus, let's face it, it is a challenge to get a loan, which yeah. is as it should be, Yeah. right? Appraisal system got fixed, you know. We're You're seeing it get more challenging to get a loan with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You are seeing it. Yeah, it's, it's um, the process is, and this is a great conversation. It's more rigorous? Yeah, this is a great conversation for Scott on Wednesday, but it's, it's, the the requirements to go ahead and get a loan. Look, we talk about it all the time. Two thousand and five. This cup of coffee I'm holding in my hand. Which no, but what, I guess my point is: is it harder to get a loan now than versus two thousand nineteen? Did some of this bank fallout nonsense cause loans to nah, get tighter? I, I, That's I, what I'm asking. I, I I think it may have gone up a little bit, but you know, right after the time of great unpleasantness, it got difficult. It got damn near impossible. They loosened it up a little bit, but it's stuck there. 
So A, it's hard to get a loan. B, they're not, you're not getting this crazy appraisal stuff happen where you know people were appraising it you know just because that's what the contract was they're actually doing actual accurate appraisals on it you know people's have a people have a ton of equity if they get god forbid god forbid this should happen but they get a little upside down they've got runway to to get out you didn't have that before right you owed more than what the market was prepared to pay so i i don't you know if you bought in 2000 in Lake Monticello in 2013, you paid on on median 166. You're now worth 345. That's in 10 years. And plus, you paid your loan down, of course, right? Because you're smart, you pay a little bit extra every month. So the so the, even so, more equity. Yeah, a little bit more equity in it. So I I I, I don't see it. What do they buy though? Ah, that's, that's your issue. That's, what do you buy? <laughs> and we're trying to be positive. Bill McChesney appreciates your positive attitude. He is highlighting that you're being positive here. Kevin Thank Yancey you. says he's watching the show on a day off right now. Jonathan's got a question. Um, oh, is Kevin not driving today? Says he's got the day off. Kevin Yancey, enjoy that day off. Kick what those feet up, buddy. What the heck are you listening to us? Go out and, and, and He likes and us. Kick, kick those feet up, buddy. We go, appreciate you listening. Go, go grab the missus and go have some fun. He, he, he enjoys listening to the show. Always a good sign. I like it when he texts me. He always has good stuff to say. Yeah, so here, here's the Captain Obvious question. And this is the reason I wanted to do this math before the show. John, Jonathan's saying what you're talking about is called, it's paper money, Keith. That's what he's saying. Keith is right, but he's talking about no, paper money. I disagree with that. He's what, saying, so he's define, saying this is... This is to he, define paper money. Jonathan's talking about money that we don't have access to. The yeah, well, that's the that's way, all equity, Jonathan. Yeah, that's the yeah. way... If you have money in stock, you, you don't have it. Well, well, no, it's no different. If you well, don't money, money in a stock portfolio is 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 much more liquid than equity in a house, my friend. Not you, a, you, you. If you're I, gonna, dis, I disagree with that. Come on. In two thousand, Keith, for the sake of a talk show, please. In two thousand and thirteen, absolutely. The but equity in a house, there's more. I'm steps. putting con- I'm putting homes on the contract in five days. There are more steps you have to jump through for an equity in a house to tap the, the liquidity than the you do a stock portfolio. I'm trying to make is you have money sitting in the stock I, market. I get that. You I get do that. not put money in your cash in your pocket until you sell your stock. I get that. So it's really no different. Jonathan's point, and he's typing again, is unless I sell my Thank house, you, I don't have that money. Of course. Unless you sell your stock, you don't have that money. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he also makes the point, but I need a place to live. I can't live in my stock portfolio. He says that. Uh, real estate is the number one, if you take a look at it, that people uh, invest in, grow wealth in. Just think about it, you know. And, and I, I kind of wanted to get back to this. A hundred and seven, and I, that number just blew my mind. I mean, you, you know what's blowing my mind? A hundred and seven people have put their houses on the market at Lake Monticello from year to date, from January 1 to today, and 107 people bought. So that's telling me the market's moving. Oh, market's moving. That, that people are putting homes on market. Market's clearly moving. Every, people may be concerned, right? And I'm being positive here, but, but I honestly believe this, right? So folks are putting stuff but, on the market. So, so that means people are moving somewhere, uh, right? People are moving. People are moving here. I want to highlight this. The market is going to continue to move because, Keith, my friend, we both know people are moving here. People are moving here by the hundreds, if not what? Couple thousand, 
The UVA straight up said Paul Manning Biotech Institute was going to have a couple more thousand people moving here at six-figure jobs. Yeah. Uh, People are moving here. But that's always been the case. People seems to be at a greater clip. Well, totally. If you take a look at if you take a look at two thousand and let's do fifteen, the, the the market was a little bit better in fifteen, right? I'm again Lake Monticello, seventy seven days on the market, but it was sixty five versus one hundred and seven. These are total units sold, one eighty versus three forty five. So glad I did this math before. I know, I know. Doing, doing on the lot. fly is tough because Paragon doesn't move quick. It's very so, clunky, the Paragon. Sometimes it's the user. No. <laughs> It's yeah. Paragon. Sometimes it's, it's always the Paragon. User. Sometimes it's what's called operator error. No, you talk about talk about That's another like neighborhood, when, maybe a a top five, top <laughs> six neighborhood from a, a house count standpoint. I'd say Glen, I think Glenmore is number six largest neighborhood in Central Virginia. Keith, there was a time before COVID oh, yeah, yeah. where you couldn't give away the houses. You Glen- talk about days on market. Glenmore epitomized long DOMs yeah, yeah, yeah. and home sitting for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Year and change. This was during it. This was now they're trading. We're talking well, because homes what happened was at a million dollars that are trading in a week or two. So what happened was people bought homes that they couldn't afford. So that's the difference now. The difference now, and that doesn't mean, God forbid, some people that may happen. God forbid. But back then, it was commonplace. People were just buying homes they couldn't afford. Again, this cup of coffee could have bought a home. Now, not so much, right? And so technically, people are buying homes they can afford. It's not answering the question of where are they going to go because the reason I wanted to really look at the DOMs because I haven't done it in the, I haven't done it since January, to be honest with you. I wanted to see where the heck we were, right? And... I think until these DOMs start getting back up to the, in the 20s, the, the high 20s, this is just going to be a hard slug. You've got to get in there and be in the game to make it happen. 107 people did at Lake Monticello for the beginning of this year. So that's telling me it's happening. You just got to stay in the game. And you got to stay in the game, and it's a tough fight. And it's the opposite, right? In 2013, we were sitting at kitchen tables with people trying to sell cry-in because they got nobody looking at their house. Nobody showing up to look at their house. Nobody. Nobody wanting to buy. And it's kind of flipped the other way around. Now it's, if you want to sell and you've been in your home for five to ten years, you've got a ton of, of equity that you can go do something else with. Todd Rath watching the program, the hey, owner Todd. of uh, Blue Toad Hard yeah. Cider. He says you can use that paper money and buy more houses with that paper money. That's there what you he's go. suggesting. Great, 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 great thing. You, you can, can use that so, paper so money and the, buy another property and grow more paper. So here's the difference between that and a stock, right? If you go ahead and sell your stock, you sold your stock. You can go ahead and use this 100, 200, 300 grand you've got. Pull a little bit of money out of it. You can leverage stocks as collateral for loans. Correct, correct. You can leverage a, a stock portfolio but and you get an LTV of, what, 70 75% loan-to-value of your portfolio. Now, the problem with utilizing a stock portfolio as collateral for loan is they often freeze that portfolio until the, the, uh, the loan is paid because that's no. the collateral. Uh, uh, um, they don't want you trading I'm a it. real estate guy. I... I, I the herpes take care of my stock and stuff. They but you can money. do that. Though. You can do that. But here's the difference. You can't put your head on a stock pillow, right? You still own something. You still be able to. There's no one. 
I mean, you talk, look at what I'm doing. I'm very real estate heavy. You know that as well as I do. I, no one is a bigger proponent of real estate. No, you're very diversified. I'm very real estate heavy. I'm uh, extremely real estate heavy. I'm very yeah. real estate heavy. Have a lot of real estate property. Real estate heavy. What the game plan to, is to do is continue to diversify, diversify into stocks and equities to balance the real estate heavy yeah, of the yeah. portfolio. <clears throat> well, yeah, I was, I was only real estate. Yeah, and then pop goes the right. Reason. Right, you got to have multiple legs to the stool. Learned learned a very valuable lesson during that hundred percent that, that that time. Hundred percent. Todd Rath watching the program. He highlights an article, or excuse me, Jason Howard. Jason Howard on Rio Road highlights an article from the Wall Street Journal talking about how, on a national level, folks with low interest rates are staying in place. I mean, we've yeah, been talking yeah, yeah. about That's it on the, show. the article I'm referring to. Um, I mean, that's it. That's us. I but, mean, that's, but, Keith, Keith, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about the equity positions in people's homes. I mean, but this, we're, we're at, I would say, between 40 and 50%. Oh, easy. May, may, I mean, if I did the math and looked at it, maybe like 55%. Okay, like 55, you know, and at, at something that, you know. You're, you're, in the, you're in the 20% range. And something not, that you're talking about so. trading at like, you know, How about them Mets? Huh? Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, hesitant to even <laughs> yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, 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 we yeah. Don't, don't, Let's not do that. Yeah. So the bottom line is, you you have enough equity that you could pull that out and move up the ladder, right? The the issue is you're moving from three percent to six percent. That's what. And Howard King Arroyo is talking about that. It's a conversation my wife and I have. But not and, me. And that's not, not even the old. Only the issue is there's not anything there to entice yeah, us yeah, yeah. to do to go through this process yet. So you're fortunate, and I'm fortunate, right? You don't have to do anything. No, you don't have the to. The people that have to, those are the those. That's the struggle right now. And I have this right now. We can help you sell the house, right? But now where are we going to go on it? And uh, you know, this is when we have to start bringing tools and tips and tricks to the table to help people to go ahead and okay, we got to do some seller, seller, um, not seller financing, some some uh, seller possession agreements, so forth and so on to help go ahead and and move this thing along. But a hundred. And seven, I, that number just is rocking my world. I didn't look at it that closely at Lake Monticello, at freaking six percent. In the beginning of this year, it is exactly what this client was telling me that I'm trying to help. That hold it. Everybody told me in October, November, and December that everything was going to drop. The real estate was going to go off the cliff because the Feds were raising the interest rate through the roof. And guess what? We said it wasn't going to happen, and it sure as hell didn't happen. So I would love, can you look at Paragon? I'll read some comments here. Can you look with your Paragon what the appreciation has been year to date in 2023? If you did like 2022. For what area? Uh, all car. I would, just curiosity for car. I mean, if you want to take Buckingham out, I don't know, because Buckingham might yeah. pull, pull the numbers down. And that's part of three MLSs, Buckingham County. Yeah, so let's, let's do Albemarle. You want to do Albemarle in the city of Charlottesville? I'll do whatever you want me okay, to do. Okay, do Almoro. Do Almoro. Um, Kevin Yancey says this. Something has to give or first-time homebuyers will be commuting from Goochland or Buckingham or further out in Augusta County. Kevin, you're 100% right. Well, that's what's happening. And unfortunately, that's what's happening well, right that's now. What's, so, so back to the Lake Monticello increase. I can't remember who asked that question. Um, you know why it went up there. It's Thomas. A, that, that's what's happening. So you used to be able to buy a house 
and I, have, and I haven't pulled up the numbers, let's call it 2015, 16, 17, 18, in that range, you could buy a house in Lake, Lake Monticello, in Charlottesville, for 345. Well, guess what you can't buy there? So that's why you go out to Lake Monticello. Prices go up, inventory's not going up, they're not allowing any more homes to be built on it, and they're 100% right, this rubber band will go out. Um, uh, Kevin Yancey, you wanna, the, I think the entry point, Ray Cadell, I'll get to your comment here. Hey, Fellas, Ray. I think the, uh, and viewers and listeners, I think the entry point at Almoro County, and the reason I bring this up is because I have a rental there, it was the first property I purchased, it's a condominium at the Villas at Southern Ridge, that might be your entry point in Almoro, at least in the urban ring of Almoro, and you're looking at somewhere between, for a three bedroom, two bath, that's just under 1,200 square feet, three bedroom, two bath. You're looking at 235 to 250, depending on the finishes and how well taken care of that unit is. So if your entry point in Elmore County in the urban ring is 235, 250, that really puts things in perspective. Because not everyone can afford 235, 250, and that's an attached unit. It's an attached unit. Ray Cadell says this, same inventory problem if it's, time, if it's time to downsize, perhaps. It, it's a condo. Yeah, Ray Cadell's highlighting what, what, what we're talking about. Ray, what's up, pal? Yeah, so if you would go ahead and look, you could just Google this on NAR, National Association of Realtors, and they're talking about why people, it's, they, call, they do it every year. We've been talking about it for a while, the generational report. I, I'd have to pull it up and pull the exact numbers out of it. But a huge percentage, like way north of 50, way north of 75%, people are moving not because of money, they're moving because they have to, right? Retirement, family changes, I want to be closer to my grandkids, right? So forth and so on, or, or they're coming to us, right? That's in our case, that, that way. So that's why people want to move. And the good news is, if they bought four or five years ago and they have to move, at least they've got some equity, right? Normal percentage increases, I've got a 21-year run, 22 year now running spreadsheet. It's roughly 5%, plus or minus. Some years a little high, some years a little bit of low, depends on location and all this great stuff. But somewhere between 3 to 6% is what your normal expectation should be if I'm sitting in a house for 5 or 10 years, right? That's just, you know, year over year compounded on its way on its way up on that. That's not what the hell's happening. What's the here. appreciation now, Morrow County? Year-to-date, 2022 versus 2023, and I'll give you some more comments here. Um, Todd Rath, you always make the show better with your comments, dude. He says, an awesome vehicle people should consider a vehicle that they might not know about is a self-directed real estate IRA. Check oh. out Equity Trust. Oh, wow. That is something that we have to bring. You cannot personally live in it. Um, I don't know much about self-directed mm. real estate IRAs. Do you? No, I don't. Um, but that would be an ERP question for sure. Jason Howard says, I can relate. With our interest rate so low and no need to move, we won't be trading up anytime soon, which keeps one more starter home off the market. Ours is at two, 275. I mean, 275, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I, how do you get rid of 275 even if you're sitting on stacks of paper? And then where do you go is the problem. I have to show something that my wife <laughs> would interest her. Yeah. Well, that's, that's... That's something where, like, this process of moving is a, pro is a process. Yeah. So, so she needs something to see that would motivate her to go through this process. So um, I've, I've got to do a couple more numbers here. 
but uh, Albemarle County single family detached, the last 12 months, uh, 924 units were sold. Medium days on market, by the way, is six. And we're at five, we're going to round it up to 566. It's 550-something. So let's take a look at what it was this time for, for the last year. Real quick here, let me go ahead and um, make a couple of quick changes. Uh, so that's, so that's, that's, um, that's May to May, right? I'm doing May, May 15th to May Yeah, year-to-date. May, May. I would not be surprised if the appreciation year-to-date in Almaro County last year versus this year we're talking not even five months, but I would bet homes in Almar have appreciated double digits. No. Gonna, you don't think so? No, well, I know so because I just looked at I it. I say, it's, what is it? Is it 10%? It, What's the number? No, it, yeah, it's 10%. Yeah, it's about it's right. 10%, right? So uh, this, going back a year, Albemarle County, single family detached, no new construction. I pulled new construction out because it kind of skews things around a little bit. Nine, uh, 924 have sold this last 12 months. Six days on market, 566, the same period a year before. Uh, 1,200, excuse me, 1,124, same days on market, by the way, six, and 510. So roughly 50 grand. And year that's over in, year? Year over year, roughly 50 grand. Yeah. That's a lot. Now that's. that's Appreciation in Almore County year over year, year to date. January 1 May, to May 15th, 2022, versus January 1, May 15th, 2023, values have appreciated 50K in Almaro. 50K is 10%, right? That's, uh, yeah, um, and, uh, even Marine Math can figure that one there out. There you go. There you go. Roger Voisinet, we'll get to your hey, comment Roger, here in a matter of moments. Are you doing Charlesville City? No, I'm looking at attached. Okay, you're looking at attached. Roger says this, I, I have had a real estate IRA self-directed for 12 plus years and have used it for notes, equities, and rental single family detached. Well, there's a show Would be there. happy to discuss the advantages of this sometime. Roger, you were the first person to tell me about real estate IRAs when you came on the I Love Seville show years ago. I do not know much about them, but that guy is a smart dude, Roger. Yeah, so what, what, when... We should get Roger and Todd and do a panel. That's, we're going to do that, um, uh, but it'll be later in June once I get back. By the way, he's I'm not... traveling for two weeks for his anniversary with his yep. beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. Roger, thank you for uh, offering to educate. We're going to take you up on that. Uh, okay. Bill McChesney says, I predict Charlottesville's upzoning will instead be downzoning and in the long run will destroy single family neighborhoods near schools. And he also predicts the nonsense of upzoning will spread to the urban ring in Almaro County. Yeah. That's the value of an HOA neighborhood that protects the neighborhood from upzoning. Yeah, you, you, There's you, a lot of HOA neighborhoods in the urban ring yeah. in Almaro. So I'm a proponent of it, right, as everybody knows. I know you are. Um, on it, uh, but Bill's not wrong. I'm cautiously optimistic. Bill, Bill is, yeah, I'm, I'm a proponent of it if it's done right. That's my concern. I'm not sure... It's going to be executed correctly. The fact that I'm not shaving my mustache off. It says something right there. It says, and it hasn't even started. I, it, we're not even, we haven't gotten to the real work yet. Exactly. And I've been saying this all along. You know, the, the real issue is going to be how is this going to be interpreted right. and, and done on it. So that's, that's the one end of it. As far as the market goes, you know, I, I, I don't really think this is going to have a huge 
impact on numbers. I really don't. I, I don't. I don't see it. I may be wrong. Um, I can see it in other areas that it does. I know a little bit about this, the Seattle and the Portland version of it. They're just not these huge numbers happening, right? Somebody, to quote Neil Williamson, somebody has to want to sell their property, right? Then somebody's going to have to want to buy it. Do you agree with McChesney's claim that Albemarle will be swayed by this city upzoning and try to do a similar strategy? Yeah, so, so this... You agree with that? Yes. So let's call this missing middle ordinances, because that's really what it is. Okay. Um, oh, not, you're saying upzoning needs a rebranding. Oh, I've never liked upzoning. You know that. You've, you, you're <laughs> right. You've never liked upzoning. Uh, Todd Rath wants to, would, would, would love to be here for that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And he Todd, says he'll bring the cider. It's I, awesome. I'll do it, but um, it's going to have to be mid-June. We'll reach out. And, and even if Bill wants to come, I think Bill would be a lot of fun to, 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 to have a conversation with on this. Um, but... <clears throat> Lost my train of thought, Bill. We're talking about upzoning, missing middle, needing a rebranding. Thank you. So this missing, yeah, totally, it's totally not the right branding. But in any event, you're seeing this go across the country. It started out west. Arlington just did the missing middle ordinance. There are a bunch bunch of jurisdictions up and down the east coast. This is going to happen. It's the du jour thing that's going on right now. But if you take a look at some of the areas that they're doing it, it and we'll save this for a, sh- a show later on in the summer or maybe the fall, where we'll go ahead and actually I'll pull in some data. How much difference did it really make? How much difference? And I, I've got the people in Portland and Seattle. I, I can reach out to them and get you actual, should. You should. actual numbers and say, okay, guys, you guys had this for two years. What the hell happened? Right? And if it's nothing, that's one thing. You know, what, what really happened? Did, did you really all of a sudden have apartment complexes all over the place? Or did everybody just put ADUs in their backyard because now they can do it legally, right? Or they can do it without asking. Where did the Either one helps, out? though. No, it helps, but I think what Bill's point is, um, I think he's, he's saying two things. And I'm I, sorry, Bill, if I'm doing this uh, incorrectly. One is I don't think it's going to make a huge impact. Uh, he's saying where it's going to impact, it's going to... I predict Charlottesville's upzoning is going to dramatically change neighborhoods around schools and not for the better, is what he's saying. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I just don't think so. I don't, like, most of the map is the single family detached map, which they could put, depending on which flavor of the day that you're looking at, anywhere between four to six. Then you have to geographically, excuse me, then you have to geometrically be able to do it. You got to be able to build on it. I think you're going to see a lot of onesies going to twosies. That you might see, right? Um, but I just don't think there's going to be a huge influx. And I'll, I'll do this, Bill. If you chime in on no, – hold on, I won't be here Friday. <laughs> That's right. Who's so, filling in for you Friday? Uh, Quentin's filling in. All right, Quentin Beckham. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be watching grandbabies and getting ready for a bike ride, bike race. Um, but I'll look into that. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up some – information and, and have it for a future show. Ray Cadell says um, he watches and listens very often, and Thank we you. appreciate that from you, um, oh. Ray Cadell. Bill Ray, says the Ray areas Cadell. around the schools is where the higher density is happening. That's why he thinks the neighborhoods oh. are going to be greatly impacted. Yeah, I need to study the map a little bit more. I'm, I'm, 
he he probably knows that way. Oh, better dude, than he I, knows way inside now. Way better than Falls I do. Falls closely. Yeah, but I, the couple of ones that I remember was all that yellow, which is the which is the lower density than the other. Colors. I don't think the upzoning is going to have a dramatic impact outside of raising values. I think that's the impact that upzoning is going to have. I don't think we're going to see a ton of new housing. I think what we're seeing though is the areas where upzoning is a, is a possibility. It's making that dirt and that land more opportunistic, which is making it more valuable, which is driving up the cost. Well, I know this much because I've sat in enough meetings for this. I think they're, I think they're like rethinking the affordability component of it, right? And what, what the incentives are. That's why this conversation we're going to have with Albemarle County, it, with Bill, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think what you're going to see is this affordability or this... Um, development density or this bonus density or whatever they're going to do, which we're going to be part of for Albemarle County's developer incentives, whatever that shakes out to be, I think you're going to see Charlottesville pick up on that. That's part of the reason why I think this has been pumped. What do you mean see Charlottesville pick up on that? What's that mean? So I don't think, I think, I think Albemarle County has a higher requirement and percentage. I think they're at 20%. Charlottesville, the 20% for 10 units or more. Correct. A project that's well, 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 that's off the table. Okay, that was pulled? That's why we're having this, this work session, which okay. we'll let everybody know. It's the 28th of uh, June. Okay. We're going to have it in yours that's, truly. That's pulled. Yours truly is going to moderate that. We're going to bring everybody together. It's going to be a public meeting, so folks are welcome to, to come and do it. But that's what we're going to work through. This that, that 10, 20, so 10 units... 20% affordability at 60% AMI would have shut down any new development. Yeah, no, no developer would touch that. At, at all. Even the nonprofits wouldn't yeah, touch it. Right. So we're going to hopefully come up with a better solution. I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a, a positive kind of guy, and I'm positively thinking we're going to come up with a, a solution. Um, how about this one? This is from new, uh, a new, a new visitor, uh, a new viewer of this um, talk show. We appreciate new Please. viewers watching the show. Thank you. Isn't the only solution for us to do in the city is to build up? Where else would we be building? And that's from Mary Britton. So Mary, I would encourage you, which you, you probably are doing anyway, but do Seville's plans together. Take a look at the map. It's very color-coded on it where, where, there's multi, where there's low density, medium density, and high density. To include and to include height in it, um, but if memory serves me and Bill chime in, uh, um, if I'm wrong, a majority of the when you look at the map, a majority of the city is this yellow, which is this lower density, meaning height kind of requirements. It's density and height is all kinds of stuff. So there's two modules already released. The third one has been on permanent hold because. What that third one is, is how the hell they're going to actually do it. Um, and was that too direct? No, no. <laughs> that's, that's it. Well, that's, that's it. what it is. And that's I know. the reason why I keep it. I know. That's the most important one. You can come up with a great plan, but how do you implement that plan is usually the problem. And, and, and I suspect staff How do you is, implement it with a staff that's already overworked and, and, and has vacancies everywhere? But this is classic, the way the how government... How is this going to be enforced? Where's the accountability? No, 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 no. You're already in enforcement. How the hell is it going to be reviewed and approved? How's the You're pay- in enforcement. Yeah, Not how's even, it going to be approved? Yeah. How is it going to be reviewed? How is it going to be approved? How is it going to be interpreted? 
How's it going to be? How's it going to be out for the community to understand? How's it going to be communicated? Where's the website with all the rules? Where's the well, no, Where's there. the playbook? Their work. They're, they got the playbook. They got the first two parts of the playbook. Okay. Okay. The third part of the well, let's say they they're they're this the consultant's opinion on it because none of this has been approved yet, right? But that the the last module is how is Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. or whoever, whatever I get myself into trouble here with it, that's working at the city is going to interpret all this crap. The politics are done. Now it's up to the staff to say, okay, well, no, you don't quite actually. They have to interpret this. That's why we're going through all this uh, time with the developer incentive at at Almore County to make it, my goal is to make it simple. Let's keep it simple, silly, Smith, right? Kiss method. Keep it, keep it simple, Smith. Yeah. Not keep stupid. It, keep it simple, Smith. That's, Smith. that's the acronym. Smith. That's the acronym. That's what that means, Smith. And uh, there you go, Smith. Keep it simple, Smith. Six bullet points. There you go. Nice and simple. Don't make it complicated. If you do this, you get to do that. Or if you have this or meet this criteria, you get to do this. And that's it. I don't think it'll be that way. How, Neil wants to know, how big a staff do you think will be required? Oh, he knows this more than I do. Um, thank you, Neil, for asking a question. By the way, happy belated birthday. Yeah, Neil, happy belated. His birthday was Saturday. 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 Yeah, yeah. He looks really... Happy birthday, Neil Williamson. He looks really great for 22, 23, Happy birthday to you. Uh, Neil's a great guy. Uh, how much staff do you think will be required? It's a great question. Here's another question. I have a follow-up question. I know this much. I don't think they've ever... I've never heard a, a conversation brought up about it. But Neil and I were at the meeting with Albemarle County. Albemarle County staff at the board meeting for the developer incentive and all this said they only needed one. And I literally laughed, laughed out loud. I literally yeah, laughed, out, laughed loud. out loud. It's just not... But See, Judah, it's not just me, the, uh, the, the bosses with the unrealistic expectations. At Morrow County, the bosses were like, we only need one person to approve all this paperwork. That's it. It's a massive county of over 100,000 people here. How many, how many do you think they need, Neil? Here, here's a follow-up question so, for you. Follow-up question for both you guys. So Neil they're going to try Keith. to do it. They're going to try to do it with their current staff. See, that was my follow-up question. Yeah. Is, this, is this work that's going to be put on current staff? It will be. It will at be. no additional pay? Just uh, do this I don't, additional I don't know. I don't, I don't know the inner work. Or are they going to bring in new people to manage yeah, this? No. I think I think it's what you said. I think it's they're going to take yeah. because they can't hire anybody. I think they're going no, to no, take. No, I'm thinking for a whole different reason. I think they're going to take current staff to do this and say you have to do this at no additional work for you, no additional compensation. What for happened you. to Balloon Keith? Uh, Balloon Keith got popped. Really? Yeah, oldest son. <laughs> He's got a. You know, you've heard of touch of a jeweler. Uh huh. There's there's a touch of a a jackhammer worker. That's my. Uh, well, he'd make a great Marine. <coughs> Destroy. He doesn't even know he's doing it. Like, he picks something up, and he's so rough picking this up. Like, he's just breaking it in his hand. I don't know. I thought, I thought that the balloon Keith was going to stay while I was gone. He's the most destructive person I've ever seen, and he doesn't even know it. I mean, granted, he's five years old. I love him. Neil, how many people does do you he think they need? at all? Uh, he does do that. Go, yeah. right, he yeah. does. He's very much like us. We're going to have to sign him up. You and I, yeah. He, we'll sign him up for the Marine Corps. In about five years, we're just going to put him here, and he's no, just no, we're going to sign him up for the United States Marine Corps. He'll do good. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
That's a great question. So, so, is it so, current people that are going to run yeah, the upzoning? But, but look, you're a business guy. What would you do if you're going to if you're going to bring on a new program? Don't don't, don't let, let me finish the question. Okay, sure. If you're going to bring on a new program, yeah, are you going to hire a bunch of staff before you you know how much sales no, are going to be? Absolutely not. So that's yeah. what it's going to be. Yeah. They're because not, what if there's nothing? That's exactly. What right. if nothing that's materializes? Exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, I mean, logically, that's what will happen. They'll work within their current staff structure. That's the reason why this whole interpretation module. Okay. Let me. I don't. I don't know this for a fact. This is my thinking on why this final module, which I consistently think is the most important, the rules are the rules, and and all this stuff, but. Uh, the last module, because I think they're just like, oh, well, how the hell are we going to do this? And that'll happen. It'll be the number of staff on that stuff. Bill McChesney says the controller of the um, Greenbrier neighborhood thread, is it on Nextdoor? Or he says email. There's an email thread. The controller of this communication platform for the Greenbrier neighborhood, I believe the mayor lives in Greenbrier. I don't know. And I think he Brian Pinkston lives in Greenbrier. He, uh, he says the controller of this email thread is pro-upzoning, and they, this controller of this communication platform has deemed discussion of upzoning as political, and any of those emails or posts are deleted by the moderator. Whoa, whoa. Try that again? So Greenbrier, the neighborhood, yeah. this is either an email chain or a thread on Nextdoor. Okay. They have oh, moderators, yeah. and the moderator deletes them. The That's moderator, the moderator for Nextdoor deletes them. Uh, or the moderator, I, I, I'm not a fan of so Nextdoor. Nextdoor so. is such complaining. I, I, I can I, barely I just, read Nextdoor. Yeah, I, I try not to read it. It's complaining, complaining, complaining. Yeah, I, I, uh, There's moderators of these threads that they're layman people, and these people are the moderators are deleting. Um, so it's not actually corporate. It's not corporate. Yeah. No, it's people that like, live like here. Twitter would delete something if it no, was. No, 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 not corporate, yeah. yeah. And Neil thinks the new compliance department includes managers and workers. That's what they need. A completely new compliance department oh. in the city of Charlottesville with managers and workers if they're going to do this. So the question I thought was, X, what, do you, what were they going to do? What they should do is absolutely, they should, but they, they don't have compliance now for zoning. That's what I'm saying. For zoning right now. But what Neil is saying is 100% right. So How so, can they hire so, so more people for a department that we don't know we need when they can't even hire people for departments that we need? No, so. so no, I, genuinely. I don't want to put words in Neil's mouth, but I think what he's talking about here is overall compliance, right? There's all kinds of compliances. I think, we, I think the city just hired somebody for um, Equity, there's a compliance. Yes, for, yes. Is it equity? Yeah, one of the only ones. Oh, no, no, no. It's for um, housing, uh, mistreat, like, you know, landlord issues. It's yeah. one of the first ones in a state. I just read this, uh, Charlottesville City Housing. No, I'll I, find the, the article I here. I believe it's the country, actually. No, no it's, it's the state. Office of Human Rights. Are planning you, to hire, the Office of Human Rights is planning to hire a housing discrimination investigator. Yeah, there you go. And the housing in, uh, discrimination investigator... Um, is one of the first ones in the Commonwealth. Yeah, okay. Got, got, the, got it wrong, the state. It's but, for people to be aware of their rights when negotiating with landlords in case landlords are doing the heinous and awful things of, of not approving people for rent because of skin color. That's awful. This should be something that is um, part of uh, what we have here in local well, government. It's, it's federal law and state law. It's, but but now, that, now they have a department that's going to 
enforced that. Office of Human Rights, one of the only ones in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Lonnie Murray, we'll get to your comments. But, Kevin, we'll get to your comments. But back to the back to the comment that Neil made. Um, what it's across the, most jurisdictions, Fulvana County, Green, so forth and so on. They have all these ordinances that they just don't enforce. And sometimes there's a couple of folks in there that goes ahead and do that. So if Neil's proposal is, is okay, if you're going to do this, you're going to create this whole organization that's actually going to implement it and enforce it. I'm talking about how the building permit even gets approved and how that process goes through. Because one of the problems that Portland had and Seattle had when they did this missing middle thing, right, that the zoning end of it said, yeah, you can do six units, you can do all this stuff. Nobody ever talked to the building officials. And, you know, that, they, that takes precedent <laughs> over, you know, you can put six units on or turn a home into four units or whatever it is, but now you have to comply with the building code. And that becomes a whole different animal. There's egress, right? There's fire fire protection, which is usually the big the big thing. Some of these basements have to be a certain height, right? The stairways need to be a certain thing and a certain set of code. And that's what was happening. There was a, there's this huge conflict between, okay, this is what the planning people want. And the building, the official goes, yeah, we can't do that. So they had to stop what they were doing, get back and resync everything, and made sure that the building department is on top of part of this. So my question is, is the building folks who ultimately issues the building permits for this stuff part of the conversation? I hope they are. I would expect that they are. But, man, that would be horrible if they weren't. Does that make sense? Well, it makes perfect sense. Explain that extremely well. Um, we're going to get to this comment. From uh, King Arayo, are the staff who will be approving things under the, um, are they paid hourly or salary? No, it's, it's salary. As a salary employee, you can add to my plate and I can either do it or quit. If you are hourly, that's a lot of overtime and some tasks aren't going to get done. It's salary. It's salary. They, they yeah. also, they also, and again, that's why I'm really and and, Ke- and, Ke- and uh, Lonnie, Lonnie, uh, um, I read the comment incorrectly. Bill McChesney was talking about an email thread, not next door. Um, it's a group who signed up for an email thread, and the owner and the guy who's the controller of the email thread in the Greenbrier neighborhood, according to Bill, is deleting emails or not approving content that's anti-upzoning. So it was not next door. It was an email thread. I want to clarify that. Keith, you jump in. Yeah, so... Salaried employees. Yeah, so... Thank you. So the... The other alternative, that's the reason why this module, I think, is so important to me anyway. Um, I mean, they could, they could outsource it, too. I would hope they don't do that. But they could. Bob Fenwick, I saw one of Bob Fenwick's signs as we were walking around Belmont, and Bob Fenwick lives in North Downtown, and on Mother's Day, we walked from the Downtown Mall to Downtown Belmont for brunch at Mockingbird. Oh, Fantastic brunch. We walked by many political signs in Belmont and saw Bob Fenwick. His platform is no new taxes and no consultants. So I think if you listen to the debate... Well, Williamson the and Tubbs' debate? Yep, and shout out to them. I think I, my takeaway from it, for what it was worth, um, is the no new taxes version of that was to raise the uh, business tax or raise the commercial to, to, to bring money in other than rooftops, right? I think that's... I think that no new taxes is a is a bit of a 
bloated slogan. Of course it is. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you listen... It's if a you, catch can. If you go back and listen to their uh, Zoom thing, which I think Neil put on the link... And he, he did, he, he did. Can, he can put it back in again. If you listen to what he says, I think it's more about finding taxes from different sources. Yeah, incremental than, sources of tax revenue to could, lessen the hey, burden I, of taxes this, on this rooftops. There's a great idea about this whole thing. Dora. The, there you go. That crushed it every Tom Tom festival. Yep. We have some of the most diversity we ever have on the downtown mall. And revenue coming in. Yeah. And they want it. And and they're begging for more foot traffic. Well, anything with alcohol is always a good thing. I mean, it's Charlottesville. So I got to tell you, I, I do have a little bit of a pet peeve with um, the the Fridays after five folks. Yona was was volunteering for the uh, charity. At- Fluvanna SPCA? Yes. Yeah. And um, At Fridays After Five, she was staffing the event. And I went for a little 25-mile bike ride. Okay. And I wanted to sit there and support her and all that stuff. And they wouldn't let my, me and my bike in there. I no. couldn't bring my bike in there. I mean, it's pretty crowded. Uh-huh. You can bring animals, though, right? And I can't bring my bike. Can't bring a bike. So what'd you do? I texted her, said, I love you. I'm going home. And then she drove solo? Yeah, because I'm not leaving my bike on the side of the road to go in there. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, that bike is thousands of dollars. You could put it in the truck. Yeah, but that was at the office. Honestly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you rode to the office. I just you wanted rode to the- say hi to my wife. That's all. I wasn't allowed to do it. But that's okay. I'm on this, I'm on this, um, this uh, bike kick right now. So, anyway. So, what? oh, look at that. I know it flies. It's already 11.20. I love, I love the shows when the when we just have kind of a basic topic and throw it out there and, and the people come back and they just make Batman and Robin be Batman and Robin. Um, Lonnie Murray, Charlottesville, has spent way too much on consultants. Ahem, West Main Street. But if you eliminate consultants, that will mean the need to hire more staff and using more public advisory groups. So then, so then you have the flip side of that. Who the hell are you going to hire? I would rather we have permanent staff that consultants. Yeah, but There's no institutional memory with the consultant path. The consult- we do not have an institutional memory with staff either because they're not staying long enough. Well, then we got to figure out a way to pay them more. That's, uh, I uh, mean, if... if, uh, if there you go. That, you're, figure you're out now. a way to pay them more. Well, that's easy. You just pay them more. Yeah. The problem with that is, is where does that money come from? Well... And if you're doing the no new taxes... And you don't have enough commercial revenue coming in, and they're not approving Doras or they're not approving other things that can bring in money into the coffers, they're not going to. I fight. Well, this, I mean, one of the things, like, here's, here's and I'm going to talk about this on the I Love I Seagull show at, battle all the time. at 1230. Um, we were walking again. Like, I talk to everybody like you do, right? Oh, yeah. So we just get to talking um, to the clerk at Be Just, the store in Belmont. And this is an elevated store. It's got price points that are for an affluent shopper. It's a fantastic store. Be just. It's got a lot of home goods type of inventory, like elevated home stuff for your home. Okay? I, I, I got my whiskey glasses from there. There you go. I mean, Freaking awesome. They're awesome. They're absolutely awesome. So here's the point I'm making here is they're moving. And they're moving across from Boarshead to Hunter Craig's project across from the Boarshead Resort that's turning into this epicenter of high-end boutiques, like mm-hmm. elevated shops. The downtown mall is facing pressures from a lot of different places right now. Why is that? 
The rents are high downtown. The foot traffic has dropped since pre-COVID levels uh, I downtown. I wouldn't be able to tell that on Friday night, that's for sure. The foot traffic has dropped. Be uh, just, I mean, you she straight up that. said from downtown Belmont, she goes, we're moving Ivy Road because we get no foot traffic. Yeah, that I can see. So downtown this, Belmont's so, different than downtown, I'll give you that. Uh, it's two different markets. I'll give you that. Two different markets. Downtown Belmont has become a restaurant destination. For sure. Right? And yeah. that's probably what's going to go in that space, right? That's, that's a restaurant, uh, restaurant des- destination. So, um, question for you. We, we, you guys went on Mockingbird, right? How come they don't use the, the deck there, the outside eating? I, I never I, It's a great that. question. I was, I they, they, they had the first level filled with outside people, but not the deck. And it's a beautiful, Adam yeah. Frazier owns the building. Yeah. Adam Frazier also owns the building that's the local restaurant. Yep. Adam Frazier owns the Jeans Beauty Salon next to the local which he's turned into a, um, a private dining space. He lives in Belmont, Adam Frazier. Um, that's a great question. He, it's a beautiful building, Adam. You have a f- two fantastic Oh, the renovation properties. work he's done, it was just off Oh, the my gosh, it's beautiful. But, uh, you know, Moss, right? Plenty of outdoors. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't understand not using it. There's got to be a reason why. I just, I, I thought you might It's know. a lot of walking. Maybe that's what it is. And they have a ton of seating. I mean, Mockingbird has some of the yeah, most yeah, seating yeah, yeah, in yeah, Charlottesville. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's the walking piece. So what do you got uh, planned for the rest of the week? You're out Friday, but here Wednesday. Yeah, so um, I've got a, a little prep. I'm heading up to Connecticut on Thursday after I uh, take my pop to a doctor's appointment. And then I'm uh, going to go up there. I'm going to babysit. So uh, everybody... Uh, Keep the fingers crossed that both my two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter and my four-and-a-half-year-old grandson survive 24 hours with Pop Dad. So we're going to go ahead and hang out together on that. Then I'm doing a, a little ride, um, a little 85-mile ride on Sunday. And then my sorry you-know-what is going to drive back down on Monday after that race. Hopefully I'm going to be able to do that. <laughs> And uh, then we're heading, we're heading away for our wedding anniversary, 37. That's awesome. 37. Looking forward to it. So Wednesday is Scott, and that'll be my last show for a little while. And then we've got awesome people like Neil and Nikki and Quentin and um, Scott filling in for me. So uh, I will be that weird guy checking in because I usually You do. lurk. You <laughs> lurk. He's a lurker. I, I like that you lurk. I like, I, like, I like it. I lurk. I go, hey, guys, how yeah, you doing? Yeah, I like that you lurk. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly love <laughs> We like when you lurk. I honestly love doing this. Me too. I'm going to give you a little bit of a shout out. Okay. A little bit of a compliment. I was watching you on Saturday. Okay. And you work a room really well. Thank you. And uh, I was just watching you. You were going from table to table. You spoke to every, if not everybody, almost everybody to. In, in the room. And you walked around. You did that. You, you periodically stopped at the bar. Then you went. And did this. Periodically. Periodically stopped at the bar and did this. Uh, but, you know, you were very strategically working the room. Same and, with you. Uh, not as much as you did. I, I, um, I, um, I, uh, I, I enjoyed our table mates. Um, and it was funny, right? What did we end up talking about? Real estate. Real estate. Always do. <laughs> right. I mean, wedding. everywhere you go, you talk about real estate. We do. I, I, mean, it's, I, it's, I, I can assure you on it's this. It's such a great topic to be well-versed in because it applies to everybody's life. Well, you know, every trip around the sun requires three things, right? 
right? <laughs> Look at me. Okay. Shit. I screwed it up already. Clothing, food, and shelter. I screwed it up. Didn't even get there. I didn't even look at you. Oh. I, once you do that line, I immediately looked at you. Yeah, then, of course, then, then I, I now know, get conscious. You, you could have just what looked at me. What I need to me. do is just look at you just look and at think me. about like cutting grass so I'm not smiling or goofing, uh, goofing around. All right, you want to try it again? No, I'm I think don't about cutting grass. All right, this is what again. I need to do. Ready? The moment is gone. Uh, the moment is gone, <laughs> but I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, it's it's because everybody wants to talk about it. It is because it's one of the three things that are required to go around the sun, right? And all kidding aside, it's clothing, food, and shelter, right? We joke around about yeah. me losing it and all that stuff, but but it's really that. The other thing is, is right. Remember the time we looked at the numbers, right? Hold on a second here. Let me go ahead and find this. What the heck was going on in 2013? The economy sucked. Why did it suck? Because housing was down, right? We were 17, Lake Monticello, 2013, 17 homes sold. 2023, 107. Housing is such an important part of our economy. Uh, actually, I, um, I got asked to be part of a couple of panels at the Reese Media CEO thing. I'm going to actually sit next to Dr. Lisa Sturivant and uh, part of a panel with her. I was asked to be part of that's that. big time. Uh, I, I, any opportunity to sit next to her and oh, she's talk smart. to her is, is is pretty pretty awesome. It's going to be me, uh, her, and I think uh, Yoon. I'm going to go home. Huh? <laughs> go hold and do great. PhD, PhD, PhD on uh, street smarts. I uh, got kicked out of high school. No PhD <laughs> on street smarts. <laughs> Yeah, well. Keith Smith is a realtor. He will help you get in the home that will help make your life happy, guys. Keith Smith, Jonas Smith, Yes Realty Partners. And, and our team members. And pull down our partner tab, please. Without those folks, we couldn't be, be doing this. So please support them. Please, you know, they're in the food chain. Please reach out to them. Realtalkwithkeithsmith.com. Click the Partners tab. This show also archived there. Keith Smith, Yes Realty Partners. The fabulous Judah Wickhauer. Jerry Miller, I Love Seville Show, in one hour and two minutes. So long, everybody. Nicely done, my friend. Yeah. Nicely done. Had a lot Good of job, fun. Judah. <laughs> I'm going to definitely miss you guys. You know that. <laughs>